I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll, the Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers... They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no rollback waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Well, he did. What do you think? Uh... So, in the Bachelor world, Bachelorette world, the hug jumps are a big deal. Hug jumps. So, the, the diehard fans call it the hoochoos, and it's when you both embrace each other before a date, and it's romantic, and you pick each other up and spin each other. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today's Friday. That means we have this week in Bachelor Nation, which includes many things. It includes all that good news. It includes all those parasocial plays. It includes some screams from the pit. 
it's going to include a state of the game, of course, uh, which is a very interesting one because we are opto. And we are up to 2023, a few days out from night one of Bachelor Season 27. It's also going to include something we haven't done in a while. In gains, we're going to talk about the ratings of this week's episode, and we're also going to talk about the movements on Instagram of all the top five players from this episode, as well as their TikTok scores. So that's going to be interesting. But before we get into any of it, we do have a couple of corrections to issue. We are, of course, a journalistic body striving to achieve perfection in all that we do. And of course, we make mistakes from time to time. We are only human. The AIs have not yet replaced us. They will, though. Not yet, but you won't know when they do. It'll be a seamless transition. Number one, correction. Nick Vial's recent engagement to Natalie Joy is his third, not his second. Who was the other one? I didn't write this. We're out of the gate strong with our first correction that has no information in it whatsoever. I thought you wrote that. <laughs> no, I didn't write that. Here, I know this correction, though, because I am the one who made this mistake. Deanna Pappas is getting divorced from Michael Stagliano's twin brother, Stephen, not Michael Stagliano. My apologies, fam. Understood, understood. Pa- my patriots, my patriots. I want to say that the great one's third engagement was someone outside of the show before he came into it when he was younger. Because he didn't propose to Andy, right? He tried to propose to Caitlin. Well, an engagement also means not just proposing, but an acceptance of that proposal. That's when you become engaged. You say, will you marry me? The other person says, yes, I will. That is an engagement. If you say, will you marry me? And they say, uh, I'm going to marry the other guy. That is not an engagement. So uh, the only other person that mm. could have been from Bachelor World is Jen Saviano from his season of Bachelor in Paradise. But I don't think they got engaged. They didn't get engaged on sand. So it must be a civilian. Nonetheless, these are our errors. We apologize for making them. We will never make another one. <laughs> and now let's move on in our program to... A little bit of business, not much, but just a little bit. We want to remind you that Clues Corner is out on our Patreon, uh, where I'm listening to Dark Lord Harrison's new podcast. The first three episodes, you can watch a video of me reacting to those episodes, which are uh, hard to get through. And on our Patreon, we also want to mention that we've got some DLH clips in our most recent Digging Deeper. It really is changing the landscape of the Bachelor Nation podcast world, not the official Bachelor Nation podcast world, of course. That's only two podcasts now remaining, Happy Hour mm. and Clickbait. But Dark Lord Harrison's podcast is part of the overall Bachelor podcast world, I feel like anyway. And so we are going to be covering it from time to time when he says interesting things or bizarre things or whatever. But now let's move on to our first segment. This is Game, Game of Roses. Of Roses. State of the game. Well, uh, the state of the game is always in flux, and it's especially in flux when we are in a new season of our beloved game, especially when we're in a new season of Bachelor, the flagship show of the franchise. And so we are now two days as we're recording this removed from night one of Bachelor season 27, and we just want to do a little calibration here a little check-in pace case how are you feeling i feel like monday night was a fever dream and you know i was wondering if that would wear off and maybe my optimism 2023 would wear off by twibbin and i'm here to tell you no it did not i feel great about this season so far i am so excited we also saw there's going to be a group date hosted by Taj Juan, Victoria Fuller, and Courtney Robertson this week. Absolutely gigantic. Sorry, is that a spoiler? I don't believe it is because it was in a promo. I saw a picture of it on Instagram somewhere. I think they're promoting it. But I feel the same way, Pace Case. Three legends. Three legends coming back. It does seem like they're, you know, with Courtney Robertson entering the game again, it seems like they're embracing the fun of the villain, at least even by having her there. That is something new that has not really been there in two years. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking very forward to that. But I agree with you. After watching it, while I was watching it even, I was like, fuck, 
this seems good. This seems like they're not trying to grind these players into dust and like they're actually trying to make a fun season. I didn't know if it was just me. I didn't know if it was our Opto 2023 lens that we were looking at the game through. <laughs> but I started getting a bunch of DMs from people. Uh, Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's, it's going on all week. From people feeling the same. People saying, am I reading this right? Do, do you think that this is also good? Like it's turned a corner. It's getting back on track. Many people are feeling this, but I think many people are cautious about fully accepting the emotions they're feeling about how good this uh, night one was. And I'm here to tell you, I have the same feeling. I, I thought it was very good. I had a friend say to me very cautiously, she was like, I thought that episode was really good. And I was like, me too. And I was yeah. like, great. It's not just me and Chad. <laughs> no, it, it had everything that you need for a good night one. Obviously, all the limo exits. Now, the limo exits, I will say, they were tamped down a little. Yeah. I didn't really like the tamping down of them. but I didn't either because, you know, I think the limo exits is where you can still do kind of goofy things like right out of the gate. But yeah. then once you get to the cocktail party... It's like a parade. Yes, it is like a parade. And it's the player's real last chance to do something kind of on their own, et cetera, et cetera. It's your only guaranteed time with the lead. Literally. That is true. Although it is not guaranteed screen time. But... um. I think that they maybe overcorrected a little too much in the limo exits and they didn't let some players do like crazier shit, which we do like, but I I will accept that in service of a season that mm -hmm. is at least tonally so far, it seems back on track. And I know there's a lot Good. to do with Goldini showing up Sean Lowe and all this, but um, yes. I was very happy with it. And there was no night one curveball. that to me was an indication that the producers are, they understand they've put too much pressure. They've put like too much of a fucking thumb on the scale of all these most recent seasons and they're backing off a little bit. They're not going to mm -hmm. throw some Machiavellian fucking insane thing in on night one to make everybody go yeah. crazy. They didn't bring in Rachel Recchia, for instance. Like they... Yes, exactly. You know, could have. Not that I, I wonder if she would have even done that. Pay her. She'll do it. <laughs> They also were promoting certain players, you know, Christina Mandrell, obviously. But this wasn't including attacking other players. I mean, maybe there's turtles fucked over. There's maybe Madison was encouraged a little bit to per perform one too many steals. But it really did feel, it felt like classic era. Mesnian. Yes, I agree with you. Now, how that measures up to... What we are saying is the biggest story of the season, which is players have been found reading our book in the course of shooting by the producers. I don't know how they're going to reconcile that. And I think based on the tone of this night one, I think they're probably going to try to disappear the book totally. We, of course, won't let that happen. We will be discussing it virtually every time we open our mouths about this season because we're anxiously waiting and wondering to see what the effect of this is on the season and who are these players? How far do they make it? Will that ever be revealed publicly? I am Opto 2023 manifesting through Bookwatch that Bookwatch will happen and that we will see the book in the document and we will see who's reading it and what impact does it have? And does Zach care? I wouldn't care. I'd be like, great. You're prepared. Yes, that's what I would say too. If I was a bachelor and a player, it was brought to my attention, it was a tattle or a producer comes or whatever, I'd be like, fantastic. That means she takes this seriously and mm -hmm. does want to win, does want to be my wife, does want to accept a proposal. Because in order to get to that point, you have to win the game. The game exists, period. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to win it for Instagram or love or some combination, you have to win the game. And that's all the book is about. Catherine Giudici Lowe, Goldini's ring winner, had to do ITMs, go on group dates and navigate group dates with the other players and with the lead, had to figure out how to get some time with the lead, had to figure out how to plan a, a fun hometown, etc. Like, even if you're the ring winner, you need to be prepared and you have to be able to endure this. And obviously some people can't. It's hard. You're, you're on high heels for 24 hours. 
Absolutely. I mean, I would argue that of uh, all the players who might have read the book, I don't think Madison was among them. The only reason I would say I thought Madison might have is that she was sitting in the first responder's couch, but she obviously didn't get the drink, so she didn't negotiate that. Right. But yeah, I don't know. We don't know what happened. I'm curious. I'm like, what happened? We obviously missed something. Yes, I know. And we and we have not seen her like speaking out about what what it really was, have we? Madison, what what pushed her over the edge into a sobbing heap? Yeah, has she like posted about the breakdown? Basically, not that I'm aware of. Um, but that could also be producers silencing her. I don't know. But by the way, we'll get to another thing that actually is state of the game, but it's going to come up in news that is about producers not silencing someone on something very important. We'll get to that in news though. But that's essentially it for us. The state of the game is, at least for me, I'm feeling very good about this season. And uh, it was something that you know, we've talked about the producers needing to turn the show around and needing to treat the lead with prestige and not be as abusive to the players. I don't know if it was because of us. I don't know if producers are listening to us. I don't know if it was just a, a tidal wave of general sentiment in the nation, but it does seem like, at least to me, after this first episode, that they took the fucking note, which is unbelievable to me, but drastically necessary. I mean, I think... I, yeah, I... I think it's on the upswing. I do too. I think it's on the upswing. I do too. Maybe not in gains, but in our heart in our <laughs> hearts and minds. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it is. Like the gains and stuff, you know, that is the secondary part of the game. And and that game unto itself is also constantly changing. New platforms uh take dominance from other ones. Uh, how metrics, how engagement versus followers are tracked, all of these things like that game is ever changing as well. And for me, what I'm primarily focused on, I mean, I find that game very interesting, obviously, and they are interlinked. But what I'm primarily interested in is the quality of the document itself, our beloved game, because if that fails, then you lose the audience and then it stops getting made. The, the show gets canceled. But like I said, I think night one of bachelor season 27 has instilled in me the idea that like it's back on fucking track. The formula works. I know there was a lot of a conjecture about like all these new different reality shows or dating formats that are coming out on Hulu and uh, Netflix and HBO max, you know, love is blind, all of it. Fuckboy Island. I mean, I do think love Island is a better format, but <laughs> it doesn't mean the bachelor is not a good format. Right. I think what, to me, what night one really proved state of the game wise is that the format is fucking strong. If you don't fuck with it, if you just do what it is, present basically what was presented in the Mesnian era, we're talking about seasons 13 through 18, you are going to get something good every time. You don't have to fuck with it so much. And hopefully they're learning that lesson. We'll see as the season continues, of course. Yeah. All you need to do is uh, <laughs> cast more Christina Mandrells. Yeah. God, could you imagine if you would have had two or three Christina Mandrells in this season? What the fuck that would have been like? Hire more people who have that kind of a following because they're that engaging. Of course. Of course. And and we've talked about that too. They have her and they have Victoria Jameson. These are professional social media creators. So we'll see what happens with uh, with both of them. Maybe there will be some kind of rivalry they try to set up in late season or something. I don't know. That could be interesting. Oh, I love that. I mean, we have a rivalry between them in our pair of social plays this week. We'll get to it. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, let's move on. That's the state of the game. We hope everybody out there is enjoying uh, the show as much as we are. We know, you know some people don't watch the show. They just listen to us <laughs> talk about the show. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate that too. Yeah, we appreciate that as well. And don't worry, we don't miss a second in our recap, so you don't need to watch the show. <laughs> you don't need to, but my recommendation is that this season is good. So far, it's yeah. it's a good season. So if you've kind of checked out of the show and you're thinking about coming back or you're like, oh, I'm never going to come back, I would say watch night one of Bachelor season 27. See how you feel. And if it's still the same for you, obviously check out. Don't come back. But I do think this season deserves a chance. I will say that much. Now, let's move on to the next portion of our program in which we discuss all the movement of not only our favorite players across Instagram and TikTok, but of the ratings of the show itself. This is... 
This week in Gains. We open this week's Gains with something we haven't done at all during the off-season. We have a report of those network ratings. Zach Shawcross's Bachelor Season 27 premiered Monday night with a .65 in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic, uh, bringing in 2.9 million viewers. The numbers were down about 22% from Clayton Eckerd's Bachelor Season 26 premiere last year, and The Bachelor took second place across all broadcast networks behind a new episode of The Neighborhood on CBS. It was the lowest rated premiere in the history of the franchise, but that might not be as bad as it sounds. For context, we just want to go back through the recent history and take a look at the ratings for night ones going back to Goldini season 17. Eckerd's night one had a 0.84 in the demo with 3.5 million viewers down 37% from Matt James, who had a 1.33 in the demo with 5.2 million viewers. And that was down 28% from Peter Weber, who had a 1.87 in the demo with 6 million viewers. And that was actually up 25% from the prior season, Colton Underwood, who had 1.49 in the demo with 5.1 million viewers. And that was down about 1.5% from... Ari Leyendijk, who had 1.5 in the demo with 5.4 million viewers, down 29% from... The great one. Nick Vial, who had 2.14 in the demo with 6.6 million viewers, and that was down about 4.5% from... Ben Higgins, who had a 2.24 in the demo with 7.5 million viewers, down about 0.5% from... That farmer from Arlington, Iowa, Chris Souls, who had 2.24 in the demo with 7.7 million viewers, and that was down about 18% from... He who shall not be named in this franchise, Juan Pablo Galvez, who had a 2.73 in the demo with 8.6 million viewers. Up a little from... Goldini himself, who had a 2.3 in the demo with 6.9 million viewers on opening night. And his finale, by the way, had over 10 million viewers. So you can kind of see from that that it's been a steady decline. It's pretty clear that although there is some fluctuation over the past 10 years, there's been a steady decline in ratings to where we are now. But the same is true for network television across the board. Scripted, unscripted, everything. I think this really doesn't have much to do with the popularity of our beloved game and instead is just the next gasp of the dying industry of network television. Streaming, social media, YouTube, etc. has taken a lot out of network TV. Now let's move on to the gains on social media where we are seeing some players. Some players are getting some, some big gains actually. The top five Instagram gains this week. Coming in number one, Christina Mandrell, our double MVP, gained 10.4K for a total of 53.5K total. Love this bump for her. I do too. 10K on a night one is a pretty big fucking increase. I expect Mm. bigger increases every week for her. Uh, Number two on the Instagram chart, Greer Blitzer. She gained 4.3K for a total of 9.8K. We'll get to... I mean, she won the FIMP. Obviously, that gives her a little mm-hmm. cachet. But she made an interesting parasocial play this week, which we'll, we will be covering in news. <laughs> Gabriella Elnicki gained 3.4K for a total of 7.3K. This one surprises me because she was barely in it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always have speculations about things of that nature people who have no screen time and get bumps. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Read between the lines, you know, Yeah. go in, go in the, the uh, forums if you want. That's kind of like what the feeling I'm getting from it, but I don't really know other than, than that. Um, in fourth spot is Jessica Girod or Girod. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. My apologies. She gained 2.9 K for a total of 21.2 K. Katie Bigger, or maybe it's Bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Katie Bigger gained 2K for a total of 5.8K. And now for the top five total Instagram chart, we have Victoria Jamison still holding that lead at 122K. I think she'll have it for some time. I do too. And then Christina Mandrell is in second place with 53.5K. I don't know if Christina gets a one-on-one though. I could see who knows what she could do with that. Anastasia Karamidis is in third with 22.7K. 
Jessica Girard or Girard is in fourth place with 21.2. And Sonia Sharma is in fifth place at 16K. And then moving into the top five TikTok chart, as of January 26, 2023, we have again, Victoria Jameson just sitting on top of this, crushing everyone with 969.9K followers. Madison Johnson, the night one player, has 101.3K. Okay, did she post on TikTok about this? I gotta find out. (laughs) And rounding out the top five, we have Christina Mandrell at 88.7K, Rebecca Becca Serrano at 52.6K, and in that fifth spot is Jessica Girard at 31.6K. Did Madison post about it on TikTok? I can't find it. I gotta hold on. <laughs> I mean, Madison really, you know, we we talked about her performance. This is live journalism. No. She has not posted. Oh my god. No, her last post is from one six. What the hell? Are you silent or silenced, Madison? Well, we may never know that, or we may. We don't know, but that's where we stand right now. We've still got Victoria Jameson on top of all of this by a, a healthy margin. I mean, even on the Instagram chart, the next closest person is roughly 100,000 followers away from her. And in TikTok, she's crushing everyone by nine times the closest player. So I don't know if that's ever going to be... Uh, that that bridge will ever be reached. But I don't know. It's interesting because, again, we didn't see anything from Victoria Jameson. I don't know what she's capable of doing in our beloved game or if that will have any effect on her following. So we're going to keep a close eye on it, but uh, that's where we stand right now with all the gains and the ratings. And now it is time to move on to that next portion of our program in which we discuss all of those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation news, we referenced it above, but Greer Blitzer has taken action to quiet a brewing storm that has been developing around old comments discovered by the fourth audience, in which she defended the use of blackface as a Halloween costume. Her official apology came less than 24 hours after the airing of Night One. The FIMP recipient posted a notes app screenshot to her Instagram stories that read, The journey to love is filled with lessons, and these lessons are also made on our journey of growth. She wrote, In my past, I have made some uneducated, ignorant, and frankly wrong comments on my social media accounts. In particular, in 2016, I used misguided arguments on Twitter to defend a student who dressed in blackface as Tupac for Halloween. In her Monday post, Blitzer apologized to the people she'd hurt, especially those within the black community, and said that she was not just saying sorry because she'd been caught, but because she was sorry she had ever shared those harmful opinions at all. In quotes, time and age do not excuse my actions, but this is not a reflection of who I am today, she continued. I do not stand by or condone the damaging opinions and behaviors I shared during that stage of my life and will forever regret making those offensive remarks. This apology likely could not have been issued without the consent and oversight of Bachelor producers and ABC executives. So it seems perhaps they have learned from their past mistakes when they purportedly silenced Rachel Kirkconnell during her own racism scandal back in Bachelor season 25. Will this apology lighten the tidal wave of angry DMs and death threats Blitzer will receive over the course of the season? Time will tell. Gotta say, found this pretty interesting. Now it's an Instagram story, so it's gone. It's going to disappear, but... This is issued literally after the premiere, like within a day of the premiere of the show. When the most eyes are on your story. Right. And her story, the the blackface apology, her racist stuff, there were also some pictures of her. Not that this is, uh, you know, on the level of blackface, but there were some pictures of her wearing a Trump badge, you know, take that for what it, what it is. But um, the fact that, she was able to issue the apology. You don't get to make social media posts right now without the producers uh, telling you it's okay, especially not something like this. And this story hadn't really reached critical mass yet. It was still kind of relegated to the forums. It was mainly on Reddit and, you know, people like us talking about it and Dave Neal and whatever. But the show saw it coming 
They didn't let it fester. They didn't let it brew. Putting out this apology in some way is an attempt to put out the fire before it gets big enough to burn down the fucking house. And I don't know if it's going to work or not because I don't know how long she lasts in the season. I don't know what kind of a player she's going to be and all that. I think she's going to be a very good player based on her night one. Are you kidding? Don't you think she's like final four? Yeah, unless she gets turned into a villain or something like that. I don't know. But I, I just think that it's, to me, the most interesting thing about this, it was a very like, you know, to me anyway, the, the apology seemed very much crafted by like a PR person. She, maybe she even had help from ABC. I don't know. They just have to hire one person every season to deal with the racism scandals of the players. Yeah. It's like their, their new COVID protocol person. Basically. <laughs> racism protocol. Yeah. They just have the, the racism scandal person. But I mean, the fact that they let her put this out so quickly to me, at least, says they are getting a better understanding of how to deal with shit like this. 100%. Not that it should be popping up at all. Like, they should be better at casting. But, you know, it just seems like they're handling it better to me. I think this coming out so soon is, is only a good sign. Yeah. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about one skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got... Ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my. Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. 
But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. I agree. So. Well, next up in Bachelor Nation news, the sluice is loose. (laughs) Perhaps. She's not loose, actually. I love that phrase. But I like saying it, too. But she's not. She's the opposite because what we... What we have to report is perhaps the greatest night one player of all time, Hannah Ann Sluss, is moving on to the next phase of her life as a bride-to-be. The finasco queen is engaged to <laughs> NFL player Jake Funk after two years of dating. The couple shared their special proposal night on TikTok with a video that revealed Sluss's new sparkler. The sluice got seduced. Indeed. Is that the new one? Slunk. <laughs> That's their couple name. Oh my god. Slunk began dating in late 2021. Oh my god. And went public in February of 2022, just a few hours before Funk's team, the LA Rams. Oh, he's an icon. Took the field for a victory at Super Bowl 56. Slunk had a busy month as they made I can't get through that name. Slunk had a busy month as they made their red carpet debut at the ESPY Awards at the end of February. I am crying. Congrats go out to Slunk on this big step. And we can't wait to see what the future holds for Slunk, this all-star LA icon and her new fiance. But I don't know if she is an LA icon anymore because he doesn't play for the Rams anymore. He Who does plays, he play for? Uh, I think he plays for the Colts now, Indianapolis Colts. Who's that? Oh, my gosh. We don't even have a name for them. No. But I don't know if they'll move there or not because he's, you know, she's seems like an LA icon forever to me. They may live here and he just flies around and plays with the team, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Nonetheless, hmm. congrats to Slunk. Keep us posted, Slunk. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of power couples from within the nation, Raven Gates and Adam Gottschalk had a huge announcement this week. After the success of their first child, Gates Zev Galtschalk, who currently has 42.6K Instagram followers, the happy parents took to Instagram to inform the nation that there is another Galtschalk baby on the way. Wait, I like the first child being named Gates. Should I name my first child Pace Case? Yep. I think you should name all your children Pace Case. I have Pace Case and Pace Case. Yeah. Is that annoying? Nope. The Paradise All-Stars shared the news in a series of family shots across all of their Instagram accounts that depicted them walking hand in hand while carrying sonogram photos of the incoming Gottschalk. Gates captioned her post, baby number two, due in July. Any tips on two under two? Pray for us, dot, 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 especially Adam. Why especially Adam? I don't know. Maybe he's the one who will be responsible for... Everything to do with the new baby? I'm not sure. Maybe he doesn't, uh, maybe he particularly has a problem not getting sleep. But you can follow the new Gates Gottschalk progeny at Gottschalk Baby on Instagram. And so far, there are only 449 people ready to start a parasocial relationship with this unborn child. So let's see if we can get those numbers up. Gottschalk Baby should reach out to Glitter Baby. Congrats to the Gates Gottschalk, <laughs> Gates Gottschalk family on this new edition. You know what I can't wait for? Slunk baby. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, baby slunk. (laughs) Fuck. All right. (laughs) Finally, in Bachelor Nation News, the dimple-faced, steak-loving enemy of shirts, Tyler Cameron, is making headlines. Enemy of shirts. With a mystery woman. The male Instagram champion was seen making out with an unidentified brunette at a wedding just a few weeks after he was linked to the Hill star, Kristen Cavallari. (gasps) <gasps> no. Yeah. A video obtained by TMZ reveals Cameron and the unnamed woman in the middle of a dance floor at a lavish wedding in Orlando. Cameron is depicted whispering into the mystery woman's ear and doing some dirty dancing with her, a skill she he no doubt perfected in Fox's reality dance competition, 
The Real Dirty Dancing. Eyewitnesses said the pair came together and stayed together all night. Congratulations to whoever this woman might have been. We hope to know her identity very soon. If anybody has any information on this, please DM us. And that wraps up all the news that's fit to print this week in the nation. We're now going to move on to that portion of our program where we discuss all the plays that players are making off the field in the parasocial world. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. As we could expect... From most Bachelor premiere weeks, we had a stunning parade of extraordinary parasocial plays gifted upon us. On Live with Kelly and Ryan, Zach Shalcross said diehard fans call the hug jump a hoojoo and they discuss hoojooing. A dream come true for us. The full glorification of the game cannot be denied now. They didn't even... Just discuss it. Seacrest performed a Huju on Zach Shawcross. I did not see that part. That was not in this part of the video. Is it a good Huju? Uh, it's okay. There was no ankle lock, but um, it wasn't bad. Had some athleticism. I was surprised Seacrest could get those ups. Right before the premiere of season 27, a couple former crowns took to the interwebs to give some guidance for the fourth audience. Ultimate Viking Clayton Eckerd took to his Instagram stories to encourage the fourth audience to be kind to Zach and to the women of his season. His post read, Good luck to this man tonight as he navigates the wild world of reality TV. Something to keep in mind, he, along with the contestants, are human. So before you press send on a message voicing your displeasure for one of them, ask yourself how you would feel if someone posted that exact message about a loved one of yours. If the thought doesn't make you feel good, then consider not posting it. Or at least don't share your negative thoughts publicly as the contestants and or their loved ones do see them and your words do have an impact. I recommend instead sending the contestants a positive message into their DMs showing support. Those messages went a long way for me. Prayer hands emoji. We LL4 this 4TR message from the one true pizza king of the nation. Former crown and current stand-up Katie Thurston put out a PSA of her own via Instagram reel after the premiere aired, encouraging people to be kind and not type hateful things to players on the internet, and also voicing our worry that players' mental health is impacted more and more each season. We echo both of these statements and hope that these might have some impact on the fourth audience. While they may think they know what they sign up for, often players being in the spotlight for the first time damages people's mental health more than they'd think. Speaking of Sleucian Protocol and knowing what you signed up for, Hannah Ann Sluss reveals she got engaged via a day-to-night TikTok that currently has 202.1K likes and 1.4 million views. It's gorgeous. I hadn't been on Sluice's uh, TikTok page in a minute, and all of her videos are viral. Yeah. Incredible parasocial powerhouse. Oofta! The rookies have really stepped the SPF up this week. Parasocial powerhouse Victoria Jameson made fun of her age in a new reel on Instagram in which she stands in front of a green screened mansion in her night one dress and lip syncs to the sound, am I too old to be here? The reel has 33.3K views. The culprit of the hilarious go back to ESPN Jesse line has revealed herself. Sonia Sharma, a brilliant night one girl, posted her swan song exit post to Instagram. It was a series of images and videos of her brief stint in-game, including this line. The caption reads, Unfortunately, this girl's journey has come to an end. I'm so grateful for this experience and the people I got to meet in the process. Thank you at Bachelor ABC, at Bachelor Nation, and everyone in production. Hopefully, I'll be able to join at ESPN in Arizona for the Super Bowl this year. A dream come true. <laughs> no, but like, please invite me. LMFA. Oh, 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 oh. At NFL. Heart emoji, football emoji, rose emoji, craft, uh, lying, lying, crafting, crying, laughing emoji. The post has 1.2 K likes. Jesus, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I blame Slunk. Yeah, me too. 
Christina Mandrell, our double MVP, double play of the game player this week, made a hilarious callback on her Instagram stories to her Kegel tag in this week's game by posting a video of her looking forward, looking around with the caption, today is a good day to work on your pelvic floor health on your way to work. Hashtag I-Y-K-Y-K. All of these were strong plays. However, there can be only one winner, as this is a competition. And this week, our parasocial play of the week goes to Christina Mandrell. She shocked the fourth audience in an Instagram reel slash TikTok in which she intercut clips of her longingly staring at Shawcross in the premiere with clips of a younger version of her making a cameo at the end of Taylor Swift's 15 music video. The caption reads, Apparently, I look at Zach the same way I look at Taylor Swift. New conspiracy theory. First, I stared at Taylor, then stared at Zach, which inevitably leads me to crying on the stairs. Brain exploding emoji. On Instagram, 4.3K likes and 71.4K views. On TikTok, it got 200 and 98.7k views and 30k likes this prompted an us weekly article omg the bachelor's christina mandrell had brief cameo in taylor swift's 15 music video that was the title of the article timing this self-deprecating but target demo celebrity connection video drop shows us that not only is she an mvp in the document part of the game but she can win the parasocial part of the game as well after all it's all part of one larger game, and we agree on that. I can't believe you put that in there. We don't fucking agree on that. It's two distinct games that are intertwined. Didn't see that coming, did you? I shall cross 180, you. All right, well. You know how I love Taylor Swift, and yeah. seeing this new player that I love parasocially uh, in this video is mind-blowing. Well, now it's also like, I think all of us, myself included, are very curious about how this came to be. How did she get in a fucking Taylor Swift video? Is this something that... Because she's connected to country music people. Yeah, I assume. And one of the Mandrells was just like, put my niece in it. You yeah. gotta have my niece in your she's video. An, she's a Nepo baby, but she knows how to work it. She, right. Nepo babies are Nepo babies for a reason. They got the genetics of the, the celebs. <laughs> it's the genetics. I think it's the connections. It's the genetics. It's the raising and it's the connections. And all of that leads to uh, just great play. I agree. Speaking of great play, let's talk about some play that some non-humans are making. This week, Big Body watched as Minnow and Leo <laughs> picked official Bachelor Nation podcaster Becca over him. That was very cute. <gasps> and the winner of this week's parasocial creature of the week is a cute little monkey that was sitting on Johnny DeFilippo's shoulder as he was trying to finagle a toothpick out of his mouth. If you haven't seen this, you gotta see this. That's really cute. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Congratulations to that monkey. Congratulations to Johnny DeFilippo on winning the Parasocial Creature of the Week. Now we move on. We take a few steps away from our parasocial creature friends. What's this over here? It's a giant fucking pit, and we're going to dive straight to the bottom where we will issue forth our screams about how this game has warped our minds and our souls into something darker. This is Screams from the Pit. I, my scream this week is, is about a couple pits, I guess. I was with a relative of mine this past weekend, and I was playing Pokemon Go. As you know, one of my favorite video games that I play on my phone, and it was Tyranitar Community Day. So I was running around catching Tyranitars. Did you get some shinies? Uh, of course. I mean, obviously I was catching Larvitars. I caught a couple shinies. Nice. That's not the scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my day-to-day life. That's just... Okay. Uh, I revealed to this family member, though, that I was playing Pokemon Go every day. And this person was like, oh, you know, it's good to have a guiding framework for your life. (laughs) And you're just Pokemon Go? Well, I immediately was like, the guiding framework for my life right now is actually not Pokemon Go. It's The Bachelor. Pokemon Go is my sub community. But my Dom community is The Bachelor. Let's be real. Yeah, of course. It is mine, too. That's what I spend most of my time doing. Yeah, same, 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 same. Interesting. Um, I mean, look, I play Pokemon Go every day too, so I guess that's, you know, its own scream. But yeah, I was like, I see so much of the world through the back through the lens of the Bachelor now. So <laughs> I'm one with the Earth. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, it's a pretty good scream. I mean, I guess that's true of me as well. It has been for we've been doing this podcast for three and a half years. I would say the first six months of it. That would not have been true. But post that, I don't know what season it was where this thing just fucking sunk into me. It might have been in the in the first part of the pandemic. No, it was probably during Pilot Pete's season. I think Bring Her Home, Bring Her Home to Us was for me. Yeah. It, that was the chain. That thing just wrapped a goddamn chain around my leg and it, I haven't been able to get it off. I don't want to get it off. Feels good on the leg now. Um, yeah. My scream this week, it's kind of similar, but kind of different. As you know, we played up top a little uh, bit of audio of Zach Shawcross on uh, talking to Ryan Seacrest about who juice. I had that video sent to me. I don't know how many times in DMs. Thank you to everybody who sent it to me. I love seeing that. Unfortunately, didn't do anything for me. Oh no! Did fucking nothing. I was like, yeah. So Ryan Seacrest is who juicing Zach Shawcross, the ba- the current Bachelor of the current season, and he's explaining what a who juice is. <laughs> And next, I know I, I watched the clip and I and I brought it up to you. I was like, "Wait, did you see this?" And you were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, why didn't you send it to me?" Why? Because it ain't it ain't <laughs> fucking hitting me the same anymore. My tolerance for Huju mentions in popular culture outside of our show is now at such an all time high that it no longer affects me. That's my scream. We've got the fucking bachelor receiving a hooju from Ryan Seacrest, then explaining it in explicit terms that super fans call it a hooju. I mean, he's saying indirectly that's us, obviously. Still, we're we're getting no credit for it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything to me anymore. If we got credit for it, do you think it would? If Ryan Seacrest like corrected him and was like, "No, Game of Roses came up with that." Yes, if. At any time, the phrase Game of Roses is said by a player on like a Ryan Seacrest podcast or in some kind of official capacity, that would be a next level for me. But now we've heard 
the dimple faced shirt enemy steak enthusiast Tyler Cameron. <laughs> shirt enemy is my new favorite descriptor. I'm going to call Tyler Cameron that. Shirt enemy. He's waging a war on shirts and he's winning. <laughs> We've heard him talk about Hoo Juice in that Entertainment Weekly interview. That was the first time that, that we heard it coming out of a player's mouth on a scale that was like bigger than a podcast or something. Um, we've heard DLP mention it multiple times. He's hashtagged it in his Instagrams. He's talked about it in interviews. And now we're getting, you know, uh, it's a, it's another bachelor talking about it. Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete has, has talked about it. Blake Moines. Blake Moines has done it. Yep. There have been a bunch of mentions of it. Katie Thurston. Katie Thurston. I just feel like for me, my tolerance is very high now and I need a new drug. I need to hear somebody <laughs> say PTC in one of these fucking interviews. I need it to happen. Mm. That's all that will satisfy me now. Or maybe some one of our other pieces of terminology might work too. That'd be okay. But I want PTC. I need PTC. That is the second term. I think Huju is like our number one term and, and PTC would probably be number two, I think. Or I would even settle for a player looking at Jesse Palmer and straight to his face calling him DLP or saying praise be DLP. I would, I would accept somebody referring to the Tings as the Tings. I mean, he called himself a happily married man. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, that was exciting for me in, in a variety of ways. I, I can't lie about that. But um, this just doesn't do it for me anymore. That's my scream. That we've come so far in this process. You and me digging this fucking hole. Everybody who's joined us in the pit and who continues to dig it with us. It's so deep now that when I hear echoing down from the fucking top of the pit, somebody said, who'd you with Ryan Seagrass, grass, 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 grass. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. I got my shovel and I'm still fucking digging until I find a goddamn pocket. I need more. <laughs> where Zach Shawcross is, is telling somebody PTC on like a 60 Minutes interview. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm grateful to Zach Shawcross for discussing this with Ryan Seacrest. Mm. Uh, I love it. And I, and I hope that you can find some joy mm -mm. on the... <laughs> mm -mm. On this level. No more joy. No more joy in a public mention of, of Huju. Maybe some gratitude. Maybe you meditate on it. Got to keep going. Got to keep pressing. You know what we have said since the beginning of this shit. The only way out is through. Knife sharpens knife. Knife sharpens knife. What the fuck? <laughs> you said that once. Steel sharpens steel, maybe. Steel sharpens steel. Uh, I don't know about knife sharpens knife. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Those are our screams. <laughs> the slunk is dunked. Slunk sharpens slunk. Slunk sharpens. We're now going to move on to that portion of uh, Screams from the Pit in which we play a scream from somebody in our Discord. If you want to submit your own scream, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us here in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to our Discord. And on that Discord, there's a channel where you can upload your own one minute or less piece of audio that is your scream. And we play the best ones here. We analyze them. Today, this one comes to us from someone named KB is, is the uh, username. Could this be Bristow? Don't do that to me. Okay. that That's the next level, actually. If we get a scream submitted in our Discord channel by Caitlin Bristow, that would impress me. Oh, my God. All right, let's take a listen. Here we go. Hello, Pitt. My husband and I were trying to conceive earlier this summer. And one night when we were making an attempt, he all of a sudden stopped and looked at me and said, what the hell are the sauce wars? I didn't realize I had been wearing my sauce wars shirt to bed and so we had to stop what we were doing so I could explain to him what the sauce wars are. Um, I'm now 12 weeks pregnant. I don't know if the night I explained the sauce wars to him is the night that we conceived our child, but I feel like this is some pretty deep pit shit. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Okay. 
So there we have it. Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardix <laughs> were trying to conceive and she was wearing a Sauce Wars shirt. <laughs> KB. This is kinky. Oh my God. This is some deep pit shit. This is a special room of the pit where not even I go. I don't think I've ever felt like this after a scream. Neither have I. I feel... Uh, I need a bath. Unqualified to comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think that's the next level of peacocking, ladies. Let's <laughs> step it up a notch. <laughs> I mean, congratulations, first of all, on the new addition to the family. Um, as always, we always celebrate a new fetus coming into the game. But um, I got to say, there is a time and a place for the pit. And maybe this is not the time and the place for the pit. <laughs> Conception is the exception. <laughs> I, I just like, oh, God, I don't want to imagine this scenario, but it is fucking hilarious that the dude is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the fuck is this T-shirt? And then there has to be a whole minutes long explanation of it that interrupts the proceedings. It is very funny. Um, it is a very private moment, however. I kind of disagree with you on this, Clues. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think that pranks in the boudoir are hilarious and do them more. That's what I say. There should never be a moment outside in your life that is outside of the pit. Even these uh, romantic moments, these intimate moments, these family building moments. I had a friend tell me once that she... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> thought it would be really funny if in, the, in this kind of a scenario that she had been holding her fist closed and then like her partner opens up her fist and she's got a handful of cherry tomatoes. I don't know. She was like, I think that would be funny. And I was like, I do too. I like to be like, what are you doing with these? Yeah. <laughs> are you eating them? Are you trying to get them into this process? I don't know. <laughs> the process. This is a very strange praising of the process, but no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little flabbergasted. I'm a little uh, dumbstruck by this. I don't really know what to say about it. Other than yes. Clues is blushing. This is a level 10 scream. There's no uh, getting around that. This is a level 10 scream. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. When the, the fandom of The Bachelor is, you know, infiltrating your life, even at moments like this, when really nothing else uh, usually does. I like that we're like, <laughs> when it's during an engagement, that's level three. But if it's during sex, it's 10. It is. <laughs> it is. When it's like... Yeah. Okay. Unless it's some look, I'm not, you know, casting any judgments or anything like that. I'm saying if it's part of some kind of role play, like if somebody is role playing as DLP or DLH, oh maybe then it's like uh, admissible. But this seems like it wasn't a part of it. it. It wasn't a planned part of it, I should say. You know what I mean? The pit was just there. Anyways, thank you, KB. It, the pit was a peeping Tom. Yeah, exactly. The pit is always a peeping Tom in situations like this, I guess. Anyway, thank you, KB, for sending in this scream that has us rattled. Wow. Um, and congratulations <laughs> again on the new addition to your family. And we wish you all the best. I'm thinking about the doomsday clock and I'm like rattled. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This was a, a pretty crazy one. But uh, thank you so much again for submitting it. And if anybody else out there would like to Tell us about the weird ways that the pit or your fandom for The Bachelor is affecting various intimate moments in your own life. Again, you just mm -hmm. go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. <laughs> Join us in the bottom of the pit. Hit that Discord and send off your scream, and we'll be playing the best ones here. You know, when we came up with this idea to play the Discord screams, I had no idea what we were getting into. And like the wide array and creativity that we've seen is like, it's beautiful. And I feel like the pit's a very creative community. I agree. Yeah. The one we did last week, uh, I forget the names of the people who submitted it. My apologies. The Bachelor in Paradise remake, the video, mind blowing. That one was amazing too. Mind blowing. This one also mind blowing in a very different way. But again, thank you. Uh, for submitting it. And thank you everyone for joining us this week on This Week in Bachelor Nation. We will be back, of course, next week with our recap of the second episode of Bachelor Season 27. And maybe a special surprise. Maybe a special surprise. Yeah, look out for that. And Monday at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, 
If you're on our Patreon, you can catch our live show that we do 30 minutes before the airing of our beloved game where we break down everything we're expecting to see and kind of talk about any contemporary news that might have popped up over the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. So we hope to join us for that. And I dress in a tot for every single one. Yeah, you were a hot dog last week. Shout out to Mesny. Yeah, I was thinking I like to wear that one, though. I know. Thanks for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,613 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 